Welcome to the Creative Agency Account Manager podcast with me, Jenny Plant from Account Management Skills Training. I'm on a mission to help those in agency client service keep and grow those existing client relationships so your agency business can thrive. Welcome to episode 57. The metaverse has been a word on many marketers' lips lately. And today I'm chatting to an agency owner, Ben Fryer, who specializes in helping his clients create more immersive experiences in the metaverse. Today, we chat about what the metaverse is and who is at the forefront of what's changing, the two key ingredients brands need to be successful in the metaverse, examples of how he's helping his clients create virtual experiences, and why it's really important for agencies to keep an eye on what's changing, but at the same time to not feel like they're falling behind. If you're curious about this space, Ben explained that he sees lots of opportunities coming up for all different types of agencies to help their clients. I think you'll pick up a few things to keep you up to date today. Let's go over to the introduction now. Well, today I've managed to persuade the fantastic Ben Fryer to come on the show. He is the co-founder of Diverse Interactive an independent experience agency specializing in virtual reality and augmented reality. So welcome, Ben. Hi there. Do you want to start by just giving us a few minutes on your background and how you help your clients at Diverse? Sure. So we've been an agency now for seven years and we specialize not only sort of creating great immersive content, a lot of AR and VR, but we, we always sort of build that on really sound technology and kind of a lot of best spoke software development and now really and very happy to say this we really specialize in the metaverse and everything around that sort of feels like what we've been doing for the last seven years and now it's sort of out and about and we're just helping brands and businesses utilize that space this is one of the reasons I wanted to invite you on, Ben, because I know that you've been working in this space for so long and you're ahead of the curve in terms of what's happening. But for many, the metaverse has become a bit of a buzzword. Mm-hmm. So would you mind sort of explaining how do you define the metaverse? Sure. OK, so this is a sort of challenge at the moment, I think, because, you know, opening the metaverse hasn't got a kind of set definition at the moment. So I think, you know, I can give you my definition and, and hopefully that'll help and it probably does come with that footnote you know this is technology so it's probably out of date by the time you hear it but you know I I guess sort of my view on this is I like to see the metaverse as you can imagine it as the kind of universe of all persistent augmented reality and virtual reality experiences so sort of put that another way you know any kind of virtual reality that you can consume through some kind of device not necessarily a VR headset, but one of these realities that you can kind of enter, consume and leave, but that reality is still there. So you can kind of come and go from that. And a sort of another way to put that, you know, if you're sort of familiar with AR and VR, you might have heard of the term XR, which sort of encompasses those. So again, it's almost like this sort of convergence of XR and the internet really coming together to kind of provide the metaverse really. Is the metaverse, would you say that it's here now or is it coming or at what stage do you think we are? Sure. So, yeah, again, another very, very common question. So, you know, I like to describe this in a sort of an analogy I often use is, you know, if, if I was to ask you something like, you know, when did the first smartphone exist? That's a really hard 
question to answer you know it's a set of technologies that sort of came together to give you a sort of mobile phone device and you know that increasingly got more and more connected and capable and you know it became a smartphone and I think the metaverse has come together in a similar sort of way you know this is really a lot of technologies coming together mainly around the internet although I do say that it's not the internet I've heard that one as well but you know the internet's really the infrastructure so these technologies are kind of coming together and they're allowing us to have increasingly more connected and realistic virtual realities that we can kind of enter to and exit and you know you're you're seeing that you know in your homes now you know people are aware of sort of games roblox minecraft these sort of realities that we're starting to consume are just becoming more and more a part of our lives would you say that the gamers are kind of ahead of the curve in terms of already having experienced more of a virtual world i guess maybe that sort of i don't know i sort of say generations but you know i guess yeah there are people who are probably more used to these type of experiences but i think you know it's just sort of changing you know we've been doing a lot of ar and vr for businesses enterprise for for a long time and and i like to include it all really it's all just the more and more we're adopting these kind of technologies you know I think VR, for example, this year for sort of done the Zoom calls and everything like that. And now we're starting to use sort of VR and and, and it's just becoming part of our lives. And I, I sort of really like to think of it that way. One of the things that recently I had someone on the show talking about Web3 and mm. I did a talk recently about the future of account management and the evolution towards Web3 for account managers to keep their eye on what the future and what's happening in the next 10 years. But for you as an expert, I'd love to ask you specifically, how do you see that Web3 and the metaverse, are they linked? Are they different? Are they the same? Like, can you put any kind of clarity around the similarities or differences or are they just one thing? Yeah, no, that's another really good question. So again, this can be an area that's sort of confusing at the moment. So, you know, Web3, I think if you sort of Go back to my previous answer, you know, the internet, you know, it's helping give us this metaverse. We might run the metaverse on some other network of computers in the future. But Web3 for me is really part of the internet. So it's not sort of necessary for the metaverse. You know, we we can create you a connected virtual reality experience that you can go and consume, you know, without Web3. But what Web3 is really providing is a very useful technology for the metaverse. So this sort of blockchain movement this decentralization and really the power there at the moment within i'll I'll call them smart contracts rather than nfts i find that a more useful term really but it's providing very useful services so when you're creating these virtual worlds or virtual realities you know if you want to have virtual products or goods or you know know who owns what in these large sort of realities you know this is kind of sort of enabling it and in a way they're sort of you know they're almost sort of entwined they're kind of driving each other at the moment so I think that's where the real connection comes because they're both evolving at the same time and both sort of powering each other in a way. There seems to be a huge amount of excitement about Web3 and I think there's a lot of acknowledgement that we're at the very early stages. Yeah absolutely. Like you said the you know, the buzzword of NFTs. And there's this kind of polarizing debate about what's an NFT. It's a waste of time. It's nothing. But actually what you've just said 
it's the smart contract that sits underneath it. Yeah, I mean, almost wish they hadn't called it NFT. So what's what's an unfungible token, really? It, it's, you know, the, the powers, this ability to write an application into the blockchain. And you can create any kind of contract, you know, that people are still sort of coming up with new ways to use that. But, you know, anything around owning any kind of content, land ownership, tickets, you know, all sorts you can do with that space at the moment. But it's all really useful stuff for the metaverse. And I think it's quite cool that the art or the creative world have kind of taken the initiative with it and they're at the forefront, isn't it? I love to see that they are now finally getting reimbursed for their creativity and their art. Yeah, absolutely. Which is quite exciting. How do you think that the metaverse is going to change how we currently live, work, play, communicate, buy things, like do everything? Like what do you see as changing? Okay, so again, another really good question. And um, I think, you know, if you probably think about something like the internet, you know, the early days of the internet, you know, that as a technology has changed so much over the years. And, and, you know, I really put the metaverse kind of almost level with that in the way that I think it is going to impact this. You know, we're already sort of starting to see it sort of coming into play you know we mentioned games earlier but you know sort of VR headsets are coming into the home and I know you've given a quest to go so you can tell me about <laughs> that in a minute but yeah it's a huge kind of space like the internet but whole bunch of technologies I don't think as well you know people often forget things like I see augmented reality being part of the metaverse so people like Niantic you know they're big players at the moment they're sort of branded kind of the real world metaverse which I really like so you know it's not just about going and getting lost in a virtual reality headset you know there's technologies coming like smart glasses things like that that are really going to bring the metaverse to us just like you know as convenient as our kind of smartphones and those are still sort of virtual realities you know when we're out and about consuming the metaverse so there's just so many applications at the moment to kind of get involved and use this technology. So you think that, I mean, because you're right, I did recently buy the Oculus, finally, the Quest, is it Quest 2? That's it, and yeah. I have been, I've just been absolutely blown away. Yeah. Absolutely trying to get all of my family and friends to have a look. You know, how can, this is incredible. I mean, I know you've experienced this way, way before I'd ever did. So what you're saying is in the future, you don't see the fact that we're going to be wearing these big clunky glasses. They're going to be smart glasses. So presumably a lot kind of smaller, thinner or... Yeah, I mean, it's a case of sort of different glasses for different applications, I guess. But I think outside of that, you know, you don't necessarily need, you know, people might argue this, but I don't feel that you have to have a virtual reality headset to consume a virtual reality. You know, a lot of the games at the moment, you can sit on your couch at home, you can still have a virtual experience, you know, go and attend a virtual concert in in one of these completely alternate games and, and have a really good kind of experience so there's lots of ways to consume the metaverse it's not really limited i've got to have a quest headset but ultimately you know the quest is a really doing facebook a favorite but it is a really good device and you know anyone i'd highly recommend that i think it really is impactful as sort of maybe something like the you know ipod or iphone was it's really a vr headset that i feel's ready at the moment you know it's very easy to use as, as you say you can kind of put it on you've got great things like the pass through that allows you to kind of you don't lose that connection from the world completely i've had to help so many people over the last sort of seven years you know trying to put a headset on and waving their hands around <laughs> um, so you know it's great great stuff and, and really just 
really early days as well in terms of this technology. I mean, I have to give a shout out to Spencer Gallagher, who kind of got a group of agency leaders together and said, listen, you know, buy a headset, let's do this and let's just test it out. And we're going to throw a party in the metaverse. And it was so hilarious and so much fun. And I learned so much through doing. And I think, would you say that that's the only way to kind of get involved is to actually embrace it and just test it as you go? Yeah, I think, you know, that's that's like any technology, you know, you know, there is a lot of sort of people at the moment, sort of, you know, you get the really sort of mixed reviews and it should we be doing the metaverse. Is it going to take over our lives, you know, or is it ready? But I think really it's, it's just get involved and, and give it a go because then you sort of start understanding this technology and, and, you know, there are applications where it's ready. Absolutely. You know, any kind of VR at the moment for sort of business enterprise is proven you know we're doing so much at the moment with businesses sort of utilizing these technologies so talking about businesses i'm really interested to see you know particularly which companies you think or if you've seen are the early adopters in this space and how long do you think it's before others will follow okay so i guess we have to start with the biggie so you know facebook rebranding meta i think you know that's like them or not you know facebook is still probably i think they're in the top 10 largest businesses in the world right now you know they've gone out they've rebranded they're really sort of trying to claim this space and I think what we're seeing now is sort of you know there's other people just sort of starting to show their cards so Microsoft is sort of you know starting to speak about it quite a lot Yahoo's been out there so there's those kind of sort of people doing that but then you know you've got the other side you've got the kind of content creators or content enablers so you know, Epic Games, Unreal, you know, they're providing the tools to kind of help us build the metaverse. So you've got people like that. And then you've got brands now kind of just sort of taking those first steps. Some of them are doing well, some of them, you know, not so great. It's sort of very common in these sort of new spaces. I sort of, you know, Samsung did a sort of event into central land recently and samsung if you need some help i'm willing to help it, it was it was it was, it was all right but you know look hats off they, they went out and they're, they're using it and i really think that's a, a key thing at the moment this i see a lot of people again it comes back to the sort of web free thing it's you know getting involved with the metaverse for me is really creating sort of valuable immersive sort of virtual reality type experiences you know going and minting an nft doesn't quite cut it so you know samsung's kind of gone all out you know they've got into one of these virtual realities and created a kind of virtual space so it's kind of really interesting to see brands starting to use it and i think probably one to watch at the moment another one of these sort of big virtual realities if people have heard of it there's one called the sandbox i think adidas are probably one to watch at the moment they've just brought a big chunk of land in the sandbox so i'd love to see what they're doing with that sort of had it a while so hopefully creating some really good content so, gosh, so many questions have come up. First of all, like, just explain to me, what did Samsung do and how did you get to find out about it? Like, how are you plugged in to know that they're doing something or are you just constantly watching this space and immersed in it? Yeah, so I'm, I'm quite involved all over this space. I mean, I actually own land in some of these uh, platforms. So I sort of, you know, personally, um, so I've got a bit of an interest in them anyway. But, you know, Samsung, they, they did it as part, you know, they were attending CES. So, you know, they, they did a sort of brand type activation. But again, it was a lot more, you know, it's good PR, I guess, you know, in the metaverse. But I think they could have done a lot more to kind of build a better experience. You know, it's sort of classic, you know, we saw a lot of this when we were sort of first doing VR, you know, brands just sort of, 
you know, trying it out. And I, I do really sort of want to encourage brands to, you know, do these things properly and you, you really get, a, you know, you'll get a really good experience out of them. And what would you say would be, you know, you could have done this and it would have been so much better. What would the this be? Again, it was, they'd put the content, they'd created this experience, but the experience was quite weak. You know, it was a lot of people just sort of, walking around when you know most of the chat was sort of people were trying to work out what they were trying to do and getting frustrated with it so it was sort of theatre over kind of substance and I think just to think that experience through and like all of these things you know it's all about content creation you know we, we always do that diverse and sort of content creation and user experience you know lead with those two things get your content right and get your user experience good and then you know the tech sort of sits under that really and you are a good benchmark for knowing what good is as you say because you've been immersed in it exactly yeah yeah and the thing about you having land I just I suppose I'm just really curious when you're buying this virtual land are the prices going up going down like are you watching a market is there a limit like where do you buy the land can you just sort of enlighten me a bit yeah so it's a a really interesting space so I've, I've dabbled a little bit with the crypto but you know that that for me is just gambling that's you know that's but the, the land's really interesting because it's one of these applications, you know, I mentioned it earlier, where, where I, I see a value in, it comes back to this smart contract again and, and this ownership. So these platforms, they're not going away, right? These are big platforms, you know, established. They're using the blockchain kind of below their platform. So so that's always going to exist in the blockchain. Now, once that, that's land and those contracts have been created, they're not going away. They're there for good. And then, the experience that's been built on top, these virtual realities, they're just going to get increasingly better. You know, I've heard sort of central land getting some sort of bad feedback. You know, people not sort of think, oh, the graphics are a bit out of date, you know. But they're doing some really clever stuff. They're focused on web technology. You know, they've got some limitations there. But it's very accessible. And, you know, they're very much focusing on the kind of decentralised sort of model, you know, access for everyone open platform and you know the webs where that comes so that they've made that decision but you know this technology just gets better and better so that experience is only going to get more valuable it's kind of sort of separate from the the blockchain that sits below so i see that as an investment and again i don't want to give investment advice (laughs) i could be completely wrong but i I see the value there and and again for me it's it's supporting these platforms but also there's so much I can do. Now, once you own that land, you can build your own content that gives you the right to put your own content on that land. So again, if you're sort of a brand or a business wanting to get involved, you know, you can own that land. And then again, it's really down to the content creation skills and looking at these for what you put on that land, you've got quite sort of open platforms here in terms of what you can deliver. Very much like, you know, if you created a website, it's a similar thing. You're just creating experiences within virtual realities rather than the kind of flat web page oh my goodness i never thought of it like this so basically would you draw parallels with buying your website domain years ago when you've got your domain then you can use that space on the web to absolutely on it. yeah and that, same, that, that's the thing. thing as well yeah so there are sort of people using the blockchain for sort of uh, as an alternative to sort of if people are familiar with the term kind of dns but you know a way of sort of accessing a computer by a name so the sort of ways around that or just these lands but yeah i really like it when it's you know when it's combined with these sort of virtual realities because that's exactly it really it's allowing you to have ownership and create virtual goods within these 
realities and, and that's where i really do see the value i think i am mixed with the sort of nft digital art space how much value is there it, it's hard to tell but as soon as you combine that into one of these platforms i feel the value is a lot more protected you, you're using this content within this world you know there's a lot of people in that world you know if you're buying the avatar or the you know, the house or whatever it is, it's, it's giving you things within that world. And that world's almost sort of protecting the value a bit more than, you know, here's a image that I've written to the blockchain. What's that going to be worth in the next five years? So are you seeing a trend with companies, brands, just going in and purchasing land and just holding it and thinking, right, we're going to keep that spot but we don't quite know what we're going to do with it. That is happening. I mean, the other interesting thing here is, you know, you can not only buy land, but you can rent land. So, you know, if you are brand, you don't necessarily have to go and buy some land. You know, these can be temporary kind of things. So you, you could create a content experience on that piece of land for a temporary period. So, yeah, like you say, there's people who are investing to, you know, almost sort of utilise that land for other people. But, Equally, you know, there are sort of platforms right now where it's, it's not a big spend compared to, you know, what brands are sort of spending on events, physical events, things like that. So That's such a good point, actually. So I'm interested because we're in the agency space and we are usually leading, you know, our marketing clients with what they're going to do with their brands, how they're going to promote themselves. How do you think marketing products and services will change in the metaverse? That's a big question. So, Huge I, I questions think, for you today, yeah, Ben. Sorry. Okay. Um, so we started touching on it there. You know, we're getting these virtual realities that we can kind of exist in or brands can exist in, businesses can exist in. And that for sort of agencies, you know, the content creation alone when you're creating, you know, a virtual world is huge. But not only that, I think every agency right now, whatever space or niche you're in, there's opportunities here, you know, to kind of, help brands you know if you're a branding agency how are they going to exist i was speaking to a personal branding agency the, the other day and it is sort of like you know when you're you and all these different virtual realities are you the same person and you have sort of complete freedom in these realities as well which i find really interesting you're not sort of constrained your product can be right there in front of someone and you're not only controlling the way that product looks behaves but also the environment around it and how that person experiences your brand or you know a very kind of immersive sort of experience for brands going back to a couple of steps what you talked about the blockchain and the fact mm. that it's decentralized do brands to a certain extent have to give up their kind of ownership of the brand and put it out there to their customers to kind of interpret what their brand means so that's another really interesting question so it's very hard with the decentralization. So I'm sort of a fan of it. And I think there's values there, right? But it's almost sort of getting political. And you know, it's interesting when you decentralize everything, you know, we think about things go back in past, things like peer-to-peer file sharing or the dark web or the it's hard. I sort of feel like the centralization is sort of required at a level i think there's a movement what's valuable in these is we are creating these kind of shared experiences so you know i, I love the sort of community element around it at the moment and as a brand you're you know you're thinking about how you exist in these different virtual realities you know one you know a fortnight might be different from a roadblock to the 
the type of audience and, and the community within that sort of thing about how you present yourself but I, I don't want to get you know the, the whole sort of decentralized movements an interesting one I think it's one where we just sort of have to watch how far can we take that as sort of businesses can you give some examples of brands that you've been watching kind of entering into this space and the kinds of things they're doing? Like, I mean, I did some research behind this speech I did about the future of account management and it threw up more exciting brands like fashion brands like mm-hmm. Ralph Lauren, for example, who were already designing collections for avatars. So do you have any examples of brands that are entering the space, creating these experiences for their customers who you think are kind of doing a good job? Yeah, it's interesting. So, you know, I think you you touched on the fashion, you know, those kind of brands are adopting it at the moment. And I think it's it's kind of a no-brainer fit in terms of, okay, you're in a virtual reality, you know, people care about their avatars, it's a big thing and and they can get involved and there's, there's a sort of obvious place. What role do you see agencies playing in the future to help the clients navigate the metaverse? I mean, you say there's opportunities abounding at the moment. What kind of opportunities do you see for them? Okay, so, I mean, again, so I have to go back, you know, you have to think of this, it's almost sort of as impactful as social. You you think about something like social, and I was actually chatting to an agency earlier, he's got a brand agency, and it was sort of, how do I use the metaverse? I don't understand it. It's it's sort of like, well, it's a bit like asking, how do you use social? There's all these platforms, there's all these ways into it. And and as an agency, you're really looking for how can I bring that to my sort of niche or my client, you know, what's the application, you know, is one of these virtual worlds right for my brand? Can I bring them to them? So there's that kind of level where, you know, we're trying to find these ways that, you know, we can help our clients sort of use this space. And again, what's really interesting is, you know, I think everyone I spoke to recently who's an agency owner, you know, we we just have these really great chats because, you know, everyone's got their sort of own niche, whether it's sort of, you know, content, creation branding software you know everyone's got their little niche and as soon as you start talking about it, you, you start coming up with these ideas of, sort of how you could utilize the metaverse so it, it's really exciting for me again i think it just sort of summarizes sort of what a kind of huge space it is so i, I guess it's sort of that element of it but the other element i think for agencies as well it's not only changing you know what our clients are doing it's going to change what we're doing as well you know it's going to change our own businesses in you know you mentioned earlier having a metaverse meet up with other agency owners you know you know let's get the clients in you know it's kind of you know we can go and show them these spaces you know share those experiences with them and then that will really sort of help them adopt the kind of technology and understand how it can be used maybe this is an obvious question but do you think that agencies really need to keep an eye on how much this is changing because agencies typically want to be ahead of the game Mm -hmm. but clients are just as interested in this space and they're already kind of testing things and and I suppose my other question is do you think that it works particularly well where a brand already has a very kind of tight community of customers who are really interested in following them I think it's like any space there's going to be brands it might not so you know if we were sort of using blockchain in the equation i don't really like to use blockchain because like i say I, you know i can deliver you a virtual reality experience with no or augmented reality experience with no blockchain involved but you know something like environmental impact you know that is a barrier at the moment to some brands as an example sort of getting involved but i think that the sort of question there about you know it feels like sometimes almost like this is sort of pressure 
with technology to kind of, oh, we're falling behind. You know, I've, I've been doing this for 30 years, right? It, you know, that's always there. And I think my advice to anyone is really focus on the applications of the technology, you know, not necessarily trying to sort of understand it. People like me worry about that. But it, it's really sort of what can this technology do? Is it ready for me? Is it ready for my clients? And then, you know, have a chat with an expert and find those applications and then kind of bring them to your clients. But don't feel behind. There's plenty of time. And I think this is a sort of long game, this one. Right. I think that's really good advice. I've got a random question for you. Which agencies do you think should be paying more attention to this specifically? I'm thinking particularly performance marketing agencies, for example, who, you know, have paid search, paid social, and it's all about the social media platforms and Google. Have you got any thoughts on how that's going to evolve? Yeah, so that's definitely a space I think you need to keep an eye on it. We know how fast things like, you know, this is really social again, you know, things like TikTok, you know, these technologies come in fast and change quickly. And I think the metaverse, you know, they do need to sort of keep an eye on that in, in terms of these sort of virtual realities or augmented realities that are kind of sort of being created as a platform that you can exist in or or your customers can exist in. So I think it's sort of keeping an eye on those spaces and there's going to be places where there's a sort of obvious fit for a brand. I think, you know, again, these are quite tailored because these platforms have been creating there's something like a game, for example, that that's going to fit a certain kind of set of users, you know, something like perhaps, you know, Facebook horizons, you know, it's quite an open platform that's going to suit another type of users. So it's sort of really seeing where you think your customers might live in these realities and and finding your way, really. Good advice as well. So tell me, can you share some examples of maybe the clients that you've been helping, you know, looking at specific case studies and examples, real tangible examples? Because I suppose everyone's at a different point in the adoption curve, aren't they, with this? Yeah, so we've done, I mean, we've done a lot of projects and I think this comes back to this sort of longer game thing, you know, the last seven years we've building AR and VR experiences and I think every AR and VR experience we learn something new to kind of pass on but I, I really like the you know the applications where it's, it's bringing value to a business so, you know everyone has to do their kind of brand app you know PR type projects but you know I'm, I'm a really big fan of the ones where we can really make a difference through these kind of technologies to be utilized in the metaverse and I think a recent one I really love was, you know, we worked with Lynn Group, who is a logistics company. And it's a sort of over a two-year time frame, we, we built this kind of mobile virtual reality training system. And, you know, we replaced what was a traditional kind of day off the road for the drivers, very expensive one location in the country where they have to go and do a very sort of traditional learning to a immersive driving experience that tours the country, goes to the drivers, now takes them less than 40 minutes to go through it. The driver trainers are really happy because it's sort of giving them, you know, understanding of driver behaviour that they just have never had before because we're using things like eye tracking technology in the VR headset. So they sort of have this ability to play back the experience with the driver and they can see where they were looking and have really sort of valuable conversations. So, you know, it's applications like that and where I, I just love that we can get involved. And and the metaverse is just allowing us to provide more and more of these types of experiences more easily, you know, as as the technology sort of comes in, you know, again, we come back to the Quest headset, you know, that's a £300 headset, you know, that's at a price 
now that you know everyone can get involved and working very closely with USP College at the moment we've got an immersive training center that we've built with them and we're sort of changing education they're bringing these technologies in you know how people can teach and experience learning through VR. I love this I mean presumably it's being accelerated by the fact that we've just spent the last two and a half years in a global pandemic where lots of people have been homebound and there isn't the luxury or there hasn't been the luxury of sending all your drivers for example to a center somewhere they're all driving from different parts of the country to Mm. then have a one day and presumably they have to pay the costs of staying overnight blah 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 so so coming up with that immersive technology where you can do it all takes 40 minutes and you can do it from your own home yeah there's just kind of no-brainer applications now for sort of brands you know not any training you know just brand experiences for you know get back into the sort of virtual goods and the virtual services where you've not only got your own goods presenting them but actually there's a lot of space now for brands to create their own virtual goods you know we touched on earlier with sort of fashion so there's just so much people can do right now today but equally you know we've still got this longer journey so this is just going to become more and more part of our lives I was just thinking because I'm actually selfishly thinking about my own training business and you know other training providers that are seeing that there may be an opportunity to have more of an immersive training Mm -hmm. environment and we're now coming out of being locked down and everything and coming back into face-to-face training but like you said, with your example of your client company, where they must have slashed their training budget mm-hmm. on the one hand with external costs of sending people somewhere and all the cost of their time, but just having this virtual training experience. So I was just wondering about training as the natural gateway for many companies to experiment a little bit with virtual experiences. Yeah, it's certainly an area, you know, like I said, there's no brainer applications, I think, for any business within training. But I think it goes a lot more broader than that. You know, we do a lot of training work, but we do a lot of, you know, sales sort of applications is big for us. We're building a project at the moment, which is kind of like a sort of virtual sales tool. So it was actually born out of a, a business who, you know, they will go out, their pharma company will go out and sort of bring devices to the customer and demo the device and sort of lockdown really gave them a zoom call and then they've just been left with like okay you know their sales pitches like here's loads of documents that we've pulled together and videos and they're trying to sort of sell a product and they've got loads of challenges you know these are sort of expensive bits of equipment and you know questions like you know how does it fit in my lab things like that And, and you know they're sort of resorted to sort of you know, going through PDF manuals, showing them the dimensions on the screen. So, you know, we, we're, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we, we've helped them and this is a project that's in production at the moment, but we've built this completely virtual lab experience that runs in a web browser on it, on any device. So their sales reps can either sort of screen share that or take that to a customer. They can explore the lab, go into products and then, view the products 3D within the browser so they can sort of look around the product, demo the product, really get into the product, sort of show them how the door opens, things like that. And then on top of that, you know, we've built in a feature using augmented reality so they can demo these products and the customer can literally scan a QR code on the sales rep screen and then view the product life-size with no app download in the room sort of sat right next to them. So, you know, sales applications are, are kind of really big for us. And then 
again moving more into these sort of more metaverse and fully immersive experiences you know brand activation you know we touched on events you know being able to sort of have i guess you'd call it hybrid at the moment to be able to have a virtual experience as well is, is a really sort of good space or just anywhere where you want to show someone a product in one of these virtual realities i saw that you posted on linkedin a while ago that you were going to this metaverse event that i think it was a concert or a, a series it, yeah. of concerts like talk us through is that the norm now that people are going to these virtual events it's just one of these things that they're just becoming better and better and i think you know that was a decentraland event the metaverse festival you know it blew me away that experience and they've done a really good job on the content creation i think again that is what we we're saying earlier you know the user experience and the content creation for the platform's kind of capabilities was was really really good and there's just a couple of moments you know in that and it it wasn't just about the kind of content experience it was this kind of connection you know it sounds weird but even though you're on your own you, you could sort of feel these people around you having that shared experience you know and you've got the sort of live music and you could sort of see the chat and everyone was sort of feeling it, you know, this kind of sort of moment, like you'd have at a real festival. I'm not, it's not going to replace real festivals. I think it's a different class of experience, but it's certainly, you know, really valuable experiences, you know, as a brand or business you can get involved with and, you know, give your customers a really good experience. Wow. I think it's fantastic. I mean, I must say that when we did that virtual experience ourselves, I mean, Andrew Dobby popped up right next to me and I could hear his voice, you know, like, Andrew. And it it felt so, I mean, I know that I'm new to the space, but Mm -hmm. for example, Ben, because I was really interested in going to that event, but at the time I didn't have my Oculus headset. If I'd have had the Oculus headset, would I have been able to? Well, actually, interesting. So, Decentraland doesn't require any headsets. So that, this is one of the ones that runs actually within a web browser. Okay. So again, this this very comes back. I think, like I said earlier, that I don't really say that you have to have a VR headset to consume the metaverse. Really, you know, you don't have to put a headset on to have you know consume one of these virtual realities. That you can, and that gives you a, a more immersive experience and, and there's applications there where you, you want to use a headset but equally there's so much you can do and especially sort of the augmented reality space you know I really love that space because you know you, you take a lot of that away you're just having these sort of enhancing your reality you know I was speaking to someone about sort of e-commerce in the metaverse and kind of the future of that and you know another very common question is the metaverse going to replace you know, shopping anytime. So this kind of thing. And no, for me, it's this thing, it's just going to enhance it. You know, when you've got your AR glasses and you're out and about in the shops, you know, you're enhancing that shopping experience. We're still going to want to go and, you know, experience these physical goods, but we can actually make that experience better by bringing sort of AR technologies in. You can have the virtual as well, but I think it's hand in hand. You can have both really. Neither are going to sort of replace one of these things. I see. So it's going to enhance our real life experience, but also you can go into the virtual world and that's going to be more, you know. That's it, yeah. I mean, so where do you think we're going to be as agencies in the next 10 years? And don't worry, I mean, no no one's got a crystal ball, but I'm just interested in your thoughts. So I think, you know, we've got to look at this as the metaverse is just going to come increasingly more and more a part of our lives and our customers lives and our employees lives so the change is really just going to be us adopting this technology 
more and more and working with it. So, like I said, it's not just for our customers or our clients, it's also for us and, and it's going to change the way we're doing things. So I think, you know, it's really sort of thinking about yourself in these virtual realities. You, you know, you're a brand just as much as your clients. So if you want to, you know, present your agency within one of these virtual realities, how are you going to do that? Are you going to buy a virtual office or a virtual demo room for your clients to come and attend? So there's all sorts of ways. I think, you know, you can dream up all sorts of ways. I think over the next 10 years, this technology gets better that you could kind of get involved as an agency. I think it was good advice, actually, getting agencies to experiment now and early so that mm-hmm. they're already doing it for themselves and the marketing of their their agencies for themselves now. And as the technology evolves, as you say, you're just becoming more proficient with it. Yeah. What advice would you give to anyone listening who feels that they might be falling behind? Like, I don't even understand what Ben's talking about. You know, I haven't been on Fortnite. I don't know what Decentraland is. NFTs, you know, God knows where to start. I mean, any advice for anyone listening? So I think straight off, don't feel that way. You know, again, it's the pressure of the ever-moving technology. I think, you know, it's focus on what these things can do. And, you know, I think it's been a bit of a theme. Just get involved, you know, give these things a go. Don't sort of push it away because you don't understand it. It's sort of, you know, just go and buy a quest, have a go, you know, get get involved. And and I think you'll you'll find these sort of areas where actually, oh, yeah, there might be a fit there. And then, again, you know, have a have a chat you know i love having these conversations with people you know if you find that application we think actually this this could be something i could use you know have a chat with an expert and, and see if it's something you know we can kind of help with amazing and to that point ben how can people get hold of you and who are the people that you want to hear from so again you know we work with such a broad range of kind of clients that diverse but we're not tied to sort of any real sector so anyone wanting to get involved with the metaverse you know we're here to help and that's agencies all kind of end clients and really if you want to get in contact there's linkedin that's probably my go-to gets lost in the email inbox so put you know connect with me on linkedin and then you know from there if we want to go and perhaps meet up in the metaverse i accept most kind of virtual reality platforms that we can go and experience together What a great idea. And we'll make sure that we put that in the show notes, your LinkedIn. And actually, I think everyone listening, there's this new feature on LinkedIn where you can just click a bell so that any content that you put out, because I know you've been putting a lot of thought leadership pieces and really, really interesting educational pieces. I would recommend anyone to follow Ben because, you know, you really are the forefront and you manage to kind of make everything sound more simple than it actually is i imagine yeah click my bell on linkedin click your bell <laughs> lovely well listen ben thank you so much for taking the time to talk yeah. to me really appreciate you sharing your knowledge i love what you're putting out on linkedin i love following you and learning myself so thank you for being at the forefront of what's changing really appreciate it no problem it's been really good I hope you enjoyed my chat with Ben and came away with a few more nuggets of information about the metaverse. Now, if you're enjoying these podcast episodes and would like a heads up on what's coming up on the next one, as well as receive weekly tips on how to retain and grow your existing clients, then you can go over to my website and sign up for my newsletter. The website is accountmanagementskills.com. I look forward to seeing you on the next one.